Hey everybody, it's the Way of Rock Podcast with Jeff and Jack. We are on episode 73. How's it going, Jack? 73, eh? Is that uh is that Luka Doncic's number? I know you don't know, but it, it's possible. I do not know the answer to um, that question. 73. That's not one. See, because we're in the... Oh, he's 77. So we're, we'll, we're, we're in the lineman. We'll get that. Yeah, but no one knows what a lineman is. Um, the Super Bowl was yesterday. I didn't watch it. I imagine I you didn't. I didn't watch it. I didn't even know who participated till yesterday. It was the 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 hometown Chiefs. They're not the hometown Chiefs. And uh and the birds out in I, Philly. I had this discussion yesterday. We we flew back from Las Vegas. And Las Vegas as you may imagine is is hopping the week of the Super Bowl with uh, Raiders fans? Not so much. Ah. Um we did see a lot of Chiefs fans. Oddly enough, we saw a lot of Cowboys fans. Well, yeah, because well, well, two things. One, um, you you find Chiefs fans in every municipality in the country now because they've been good for about a decade. Um, so that that creates fans everywhere, right? Okay. And uh, the Cowboys, well, the Cowboys are America's team. So I, being, I understand that, despite being dreadfully awful for about the last 40 years i reckon they have been bad for a while they they do still have that cowboys flair to them the cowboys still benefit from their 1970s marketing yes and they were marketed in the 1970s as america's team i i not i I can't give you the history of this what i think is funny is how the patriots never took that they did the patriots had a 20-year period to be like Right. We're America's team. Yeah, and they're called the Patriots. Exactly, yeah. But the Cowboys took that marketing in the 70s when they they were one of the best teams around. You know, the Cowboys and the Steelers, epic battles in the 70s. They weren't so good in the 80s, but they... Or the they, 90s or the... No, the 90s. Or, they were, or the, the zeros or... They, they won three Super Bowls in the 90s. Alice, I'm not a football fan. So... But they were able to. Uh, they were one of the first teams that had cheerleaders, and they they marketed that really well. In so much as in 1978, and I remember this vividly because I was like eight or nine years old, and I remember watching it on TV. They had a movie called The Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders. Okay. That was loosely based upon the actual Cowboys cheerleaders. It was just a silly kind of drama thing, but it and and I'm getting into the weeds with stuff that you're not even aware exists. But there used to be a show called The Love Boat. Okay. And the blonde lady on The Love Boat, who is one of these kind of cute, you know, stars, I guess, from the 70s. She wasn't, again, this is getting into stuff you don't, you're not even aware of, but she wasn't one of the, like, uh, the pinup girl type. She was like the girl next door type. Oh, okay. And she was on The Love Boat for many, many years, and she starred in the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. And we're getting off into the weeds of, of, uh, not even football anymore, but so the what I'm saying is the the Cowboys they they marketed brilliantly in the in the 70s, and now still people are running around in Cowboys jerseys that aren't Cowboys fans necessarily. The gimmick that bothers me about uh, the Super Bowl is for the last roughly 20 years. That's probably going a little bit further, but for at least the last. 10 to 15 years i feel like every uh super bowl we have the same discussion where they're like oh the the commercials aren't good anymore but it's like again we've been you know people have been i've been hearing people say that at least for seven eight years it's like that's a weird thing too that's carried over there was really maybe one or two good super bowl commercial years and the rest of the years they've just been commercials yeah they're 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 commercials that they go over the top for the Super Bowl, but even they're that, never the, witty, they're never clever. Yeah, they're in. They, they just sign like big celebrity names to be in them. And it doesn't offend me that they exist, but it, it it does bother me how everyone forgets that last year they said that the commercials aren't good anymore, and then they go into the Super Bowl and they're like, "Well, I only watch for the commercials." And then after the commercials, they're like, "Whoa!" They and that, good and that's never made sense to me because commercials are. By definition, when you turn the channel to see what else is on, that's what that's what you do when commercials I come. I do on. think there was a commercial yesterday that did play on to to that gimmick, where the commercial emulated the changing of the channels, 
um, and it caused ruckus in every house in America because <laughs> there was an they were under the impression that someone in the room changed the channel. Now again, I don't watch the Super Bowl. I know that the 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 Chiefs won um, in controversial fashion uh, as they have every playoff game this series. So people are not happy on the internet. Um, and I think it's funny that uh, we don't get the we don't have to. It's baseball season. No more football. It is spring training has much begun. Rejoicing. I don't really care about baseball anymore either, but it's not football. Although they did do, uh, they did have Chris Stapleton do the uh, the national anthem. I heard he did well. Yeah, I and heard. And he there was well. that one commercial. I don't know if you've seen it. I did watch it today with uh, Paul Stanley and Ozzy Osbourne no, and Joan Jett and Billy Idol. One. It was based around the theme of, you know, how everybody in the workplace now, they refer to each other as a rock star. Sure. Oh, you, you did your work like you were supposed to. You're a rock star. They've been doing that since I was in kindergarten. Okay. It was played upon that theme where all the rock stars came in and they're like, look, you guys aren't rock stars. <laughs> we're rock stars. It was, it was okay. Fair enough. But. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, that's Super Bowl talk. That is Super Bowl happy, talk. We're, we're, and, I, I'm, and I do take, I, I take issue with the Chiefs being referred to as a hometown team. They're Kansas City's team. Yeah. It's fine. I have nothing against them. They're not our team. No, they're, they're not. They're not Missouri's team. They're, well, they, they are Missouri's team. They're Kansas City's team. They are in. They are I know in, they're in Missouri, but and I, and they're I, not called the Missouri Chiefs. Yeah, but they are in Missouri. Well, you, you know, I... I in in other cities, like Illinois claims the Bears. If you live in uh, Peoria, Illinois, you're a Bears fan. So I, it doesn't it doesn't offend me that Missouri people refer to them as Missouri's team. Um, that doesn't. Peoria has got their own Chiefs. They do have the Peoria Chiefs. That's uh, uh, the, they play a completely different sport. Yeah, for a couple people every night. Um, speaking of things happening in front of a couple people every night. Uh, we just had a ghost show announced. We did, and I was, that took me by surprise. It did take me by surprise. Um, and, and what's even more surprising is their supporting act for this tour. Their supporting act, which I'm really excited about, because well, other than the fact that um, it, at this point in their careers, which is funny because Amon Amarth's going on year 25 and Ghost is going on year 15, uh, Amon Amarth is, is probably the the more fun band to watch. Um with all due respect to Ghost, I, I, I feel like they're really going to pander into the, you know, they're playing the amphitheater now. They are. They're all they're. The, we we have watched the ascension of Ghost. We have all the from a tiny little side side stage in the daytime, now playing the big amphitheater. Well, I watched them play the amphitheater stage for 15 minutes in 2011, and here they are in 2023. They're 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 closing the show, uh, but. As as we kind of, I I think it's going to go more in the direction of what we saw. Last spring, where they really pander to the the newly the newly formed and TikTok and this is what I have found interesting by today's announcement is like you said they're going to pander to that new newfound TikTok crowd, but they're bringing a monomark. They're bringing a monomark. I think is awesome. So you know you scare all of them the, out of the big thing now is to say that Ghost is not metal and whatever. I, I that that argument bores me, but a monomark is metal. Yeah, Amana Marth, quite metal. Um, it'll be, it'll. I'm excited for that aspect of it. I, I, I you. It's gonna be an interesting crowd because you're gonna you're gonna get the folks that you know Amana Marth doesn't come around here very often. No, they do not. Um, so you're gonna get that crowd. You're gonna get the crowd that's probably traveling regionally to see Amana Marth, and then you're gonna get you know the ghost fans that have been around forever. And remember when they were more of a, a metal band, less of a less of a TikTok band. But then you're going to get the new the newfound fans. The newfound fans. Um, as long as and as long as the the newfound fans they know their place and they stay in the lawn, I think I'll be fine. <laughs> I don't. I just. I, I don't. I I am a gatekeeper now. And <laughs> See. You're an elitist. Yeah. Well, I know I've always been an elitist. Uh, I'll I'll take that title with pride. Uh, but I I don't like when when my interests are now shared by the masses. And so as long as they just enjoy from afar, I'll. That be is there. a time honored problem. Yes. 
uh, it is. Another show that got announced is Godsmack coming to not our neck of the woods, but the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, neck of they're the coming woods. to Chiefs territory, which is fine. We've traveled over there before to see a show. Um, with I Prevail, which I think is an interesting choice for because I can't, with all due respect to I Prevail, I can't imagine any of the Godsmacks listen to I Prevail and they're like, this is it. <laughs> uh, it just doesn't seem like the the kind of intersection that Sully Erna would have. So, um, yeah, that'll be an interesting, I don't remember the date, I think May for that Godsmack. Yeah, it's in May. Um, Ghost is in August. And yeah, the Godsmack. in August. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Godsmack. Godsmack is one of those bands, like you, anyone who listens to this or listens to us talk knows that you skew more metal. I do skew more metal. And I skew more just rock and roll. Yes. And that's where, you know, Godsmack is right in my wheelhouse. Godsmack is kind of the, like, the perfect center of the Venn diagram between the two because you go to a Godsmack show and they're going to turn the distortion on and click on the phaser pedal. But they're also going to do a Rocky Mountain Way cover and a Come Together cover. Right. And they're just a down and dirty rock and roll band. You know, Sully's playing as Les Paul. Not really sure what the I think uh Paul Tour is he a PRS guy. I was gonna say it's one of those two. Yeah. I can't but I can't, uh, but yeah, just just good old fashioned rock and roll, which which I, I dig. And the bass player's left handed. Yes. Which is always a cool thing. Yeah, the the gimmick is not that it's a gimmick. Um yeah, have a left handed dude or a good looking chick. Yes. Yeah, you know, because uh not on bass, but that you Avenged Sevenfold has had that really cool dynamic for their entire uh, iteration because Zacky Vengeance, well-known left-handed, uh, lefty reliever, <laughs> and, and, you know, they get to do the... He's a loogie. You get to do the uh, play next to each other, but the necks are going in different directions, which... Yes, is which does look cool. Every right-handed guitar player's dream. Ah... <laughs> uh, off topic, but this just reminded I saw a tweet yesterday that made me laugh. That was something along the lines of Patrick Mahomes easily could have been a serviceable middle reliever reliever for the Tigers, but instead chose the easy route or something. <laughs> which makes me laugh is now he has two MVPs and two Super Bowl MVPs. Um, but that just popped in my head. Do we have any concerts on the horizon? Nothing is well, March is gonna be super busy. March is gonna be super busy, but we've got February. Alter Bridge, we've got Jerry Cantrell, we've got we've got other ones. There, there's a good yeah, four no, or five March shows is, in March. March is loaded, but nothing but going on in February. Nothing going on in February except for what we just saw a few days ago. We did. We just saw the uh, the uh, the fortieth anniversary Anthrax. Anthrax Black Label for, Society. This time yeah. around, we had Exodus opening the show. Exodus, who opened last time? Was that Hatebreed? That was Hatebreed. Yeah, that we was, saw Exodus on the the Battle of the, saw, the Bay or whatever. Yes, that was at uh. Death Angel and Testament, yeah, which they mentioned. They did. We were just here. But Exodus is uh, I've I've become a fan. They're they're fun to watch, man. They are fun to watch. Yeah, no, Exodus was good. Um, I will say, I, I I don't know if it was just something in the the air that night. I was having none of the. Normally, I'm fine being on the border of a mosh pit. I really I, I can I can hold my own. I can do I don't know if it was just because everyone moshing was six seven two seventy, but I was over it and and so a little bit through Exodus I was just annoyed and I wanted everyone to stop moshing. Um and you know, no one moshed during Zach. They didn't, which was weird because when we saw him in Kansas City a few months back, that was Mosh Pit Central as well. Kansas City fans are a different breed. They are they are definitely different, um, but no. Exodus was good. I like watching Gary Holt. I like watching the Ukrainian guitar player that has a name that I don't know. Um, I I think uh, Zetro on the vocals is fun, and I, I don't know. They I, I they they make good music. They're a really fun band live. They they banter a lot with the crowd, which is fun. Um, you know they. A lot of bands, heavy bands, almost like pretend the moshing isn't happening. Yeah, some bands egg it on, but some bands also just pretend it's not a thing. And they they are a band that kind of eggs that on, which is kind of funny. They were. I think I uh, 
I ran to the bathroom right when they were going to do the the wall of death. You did. You were gone. Correctly. Uh, Again, that wasn't by design, but I was, when I was in the, I was in the bathroom and I heard them saying, go to that side, go to that side. Doesn't matter if you don't fit, do it anyway. And I was like, "Ah, I'm happy I'm not (laughs) down there. Cause. Uh, And I've probably mentioned this about moshing before. I've, I've mellowed with age. It doesn't bother me like it used to. It used to be, you know, people would mosh at like a, you know, Godsmack show or something. I'm like, stop, just watch the show. And I still think it's narcissistic behavior. Like the people that are moshing want to make the show about them instead of the show. I think that's the only reason they're doing it. I, I don't understand why you would go to a show and not want to watch the show, but whatever, different strokes for different folks. I have definitely like mellowed on it. It doesn't, it used to really bug me. I'd be like, just go do that, do that somewhere else. And that's what, that's what I like about the amphitheaters. They, they're doing it out on the lawn where I'll never sit. <laughs> so knock yourselves out, go out in the lawn, do, do your thing. Let the people who want to watch the show, watch the show. Yeah, no, I normally I'm fine with it. I, I'm no stranger to, to getting rough and tough with activities. I, I can I can take a shove. Yeah, I can take a shove too, but I want to watch the show. Yeah, I I don't want to have to watch for a body flying toward me. Yeah, no, that's that does annoy me. Um, and I was thinking about I, I I don't think I've become the the old man yelling "Get off my lawn." I think I was just annoyed that particular night, just due to the size of everyone. Thrash shows are a little different than say you go to a Knocked Loose show, right? When we saw Knocked Loose open for Gujira. They mosh during Knocked Loose. The good thing is there's not a Knocked Loose fan over 120 pounds. <laughs> and so you just let them run around and be, you know, run, roughhouse each other like like little boys, and that's fine. Uh, but when you go to a thrash show, all of them are, there's none under 50. That that scares me, too, because I'm, I'm certain we're going to see someone drop dead of a heart attack at one of these things. Yeah, and... I, it's just because everyone's old and everyone's huge. And then you got like, you know, there's a, a couple small people that try to get in on the fun. And then they're like, oh, God, <laughs> they go and they get roughed up by the, the 300 pound monster throwing people around. And it's 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 just less enjoyable whenever people are that big because, you know, I'm a I'm a strong, solid body. I can't. I can't just withstand a a 300 I I can't just stand through it. I have to adjust my balance right. and it, it it'll knock me off. Well and then invariably we're we're going to have like a a small woman on the other side of us or Yeah, or that a always kid happens or something like where that. And you kind of feel obligated to make sure that they don't get squashed. Which is, you know, again, you go to an urge show, it doesn't bother me cuz those moshers they're 25-year-old dudes who if I wanted to get in there and throw them around, I could. And so, okay, you guys, you guys have your fun. Um, I just get annoyed when 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 just people that are bigger than me keep falling into me. <laughs> uh, I, it triggers me. Uh, so it was in we again that didn't happen during Black Label, which is good because Zach Wild was on the stage, and that's always fun when when that happens. It wasn't, I don't think it was that different of a show that we saw a couple he, months he ago. He shook up the playlist a little he, bit. I I couldn't remember when he was playing a couple, I couldn't remember what was being shaken up and, and when I definitely wasn't the headlining show that we saw right. about a year ago. Um, it, that, it, that set list got cut down a little bit, but I think it was, without cross-referencing it, it felt uh, similar to the... No, no, it was definitely it was it was just about the same show. Just they changed out a couple of tunes. They still do the you know the guitar duel where he stands on the piano and him and Dario play behind their heads. That and- is that that is um, funny because when that was happening, um, what night was was this? This just was Wednesday. We're Wednesday. on Monday now. So I don't know why I I I don't know if I was following a, a sporting event or something, but I distinctly remember like trying to get information on Twitter while that was happening. And it made me laugh because I, I could see, like, someone else standing behind me looking over. I'm not Like, this was a hypothetical that I made up in my head. But I could see someone 
being like, oh, you know, Dario and Zach are playing the guitars behind their heads, and this kid's just on his phone. And, of course, my response to that is I've seen that guitar duel six times in the last <laughs> four months. Uh, so I was... It wasn't, a, you know, we saw those in Kansas City. So this is the the St. Louis people. They they haven't seen this Yeah, yet. Zach hasn't been in St. Louis in like five, six years. So. Yeah, since uh, that New Year's show. I think it was 2017, 2018, according yes. to that show, a shirt that we, we saw. Uh, but it made me laugh because we had seen that show a couple times just over in Chiefs territory with all the, with all the Chiefs fans. Um, but yeah, it was a good show. I didn't stay for Anthrax, so I can't give you much of a yeah you didn't and that saddened me but anthrax as they as they did in kansas city a few months ago they really bring the energy on this show i mean we've seen anthrax between us you know several times yes over the years that would have been i think my fifth time seeing them and except for this tour we've never seen them headline they've always opened for somebody or been part of a festival or whatever and not that they don't bring the energy on those shows but and Anthrax headlining in a in a a rock venue is way different than Anthrax at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yes, on a festival. So they you know they played their their hype video again, which was really well done. Whoever put together Anthrax's hype video did a great job. Um, and I don't know if it's available out on YouTube or anything, but it's essentially they they got numerous big name rock people to talk about how much you know, how cool Anthrax is, you know, everybody from, you know, Slash and Corey Taylor and, you know, I think Lady Gaga was in there, Brian Posehn, the comedian who loves metal, um, Dee Snyder, Gene Simmons, just all these names talking about, talking about Anthrax and, and how awesome they are. And then at the very end of that video, it's just quick cuts, real quick edits of each one of them saying Anthrax, Anthrax, and it just builds and builds and builds. They do the thing where they put the curtain in front of the stage and you can't see them. That's what they're actually showing the video on. And then the video goes dark. The The band is backlit, so you just see their silhouettes as they as they kick into the show. And then, of course, the curtain drops and you've got an Anthrax show. But, you know, those guys, they're all, you know, 60-ish. I think Joey Belladonna is north of 60. And they're, they're, they're rocking it harder than a lot of bands half their age. No, they are. And... Um... They're, they, again, they, they were fun fun to watch when we saw them. Uh, I don't know when that, that last show was. But when, when we saw this tour a few months ago, Scott Ian's one of the more fun guitar guys that you're going to watch just because um, I think he offloads the hard stuff to his, uh, his, his stage partner. And so he just kind of runs around and plays his, his various cool... Um, usually flying V's, but he just has a, a whole collection of Jackson guitars. Uh, I know, I remember he had that the that chrome mirror mirror top one that was really cool. And Frank Bello, we've talked about how he's one of the more fun bass players to watch, just because he he just runs around the entire stage. They almost have the uh, the shine down setup where they have kind of ramps to walk behind and go right, behind which is stuff that set. they don't have when they're playing the festivals either that's that's all kind of new territory territory on an anthrax show so yeah they they really make the most of it i mean they, they run up and down those platforms and frank's got his little dance that he does while he's playing his bass and i disagree that that scott's um throwing the hard stuff over to the other guy i don't think he throws all the hard stuff over to the other guy i think scott's doing plenty of heavy lifting but scott doesn't uh, again, I, you're you're more credible on this. I, again, I'm not I'm not trying to say Scott doesn't play the guitar. He's just up there dancing. But I I, I from what we've seen when we see them, he definitely takes the role of the rhythm guitar player who takes leads every now and then. All right, that was, I'll buy that. Uh, which it's fun though, and, and I'm telling you, Joey Belladonna, like I said, he's north of sixty. The man sounds fantastic. Yes, no, I was gonna, I was gonna add that in, because um, he, I don't, I don't, I think there's only like three years between Joy Belladonna and Scott Ian. Putting them side by side, you would think there's 33 years in between <laughs> them. Uh, and yeah, Joey's definitely still got. I mean, we've seen 
him uh, just every couple years for the last six or seven years now. And every time it's like, he's still got it. Yeah. Sounded, sounded awesome. Good energy. A lot of good crowd banter with him too, which, which is cool. And he, does he do the, does he do the thing where he has like a, like a half stand that he holds on? Yeah. I do, do enjoy that. Um, we've almost seen just in the, the last year and a half barring Slayer who I don't think counts we've kind of seen every super relevant thrash band out there that there is to see um especially now that we we added testament to the the roster in the in the fall um Exodus as well and it's thrash shows are interesting they really are they're really fun they're cuz just the the crowd at thrash shows it, it it's both interesting and it also kind of drives me crazy. We had a a debate. I don't even know if it was if you'd call it a debate, but we a little back and forth back uh, the first time that we went because everyone goes to thrash shows and a lot of them wear their brand new uh, vest with they do with the patches like they're the the first guy to do it. And, and my opinion on those is I think they look cool. I, I think if you have one, that's cool. I, I've, I've wanted to make one for my own for a while now. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't do the – because everyone, they, they put their big ones, a Metallica one, and then they have like Ozzy Osbourne, ACDC, and they just get all the classics, and, and then they'll throw in whoever. And it, it, it bores me how no one gets like a fun patch – no one makes their their big one like Trivium or something. It's always Slipknot or one of the bands that, and and it, and it's funny when you go to thrash shows and you have like everyone in St. Louis that has a battle vest is meeting at this one place, <laughs> and so you get to see all of them. And it's it, true. And it's just you know there's about three different ones. Everyone has the same one. Like I said, they they and then they'll throw in like the. Oh, well, my patch has overkill right here. There's only a couple people with overkill, and yeah. but it, it does make me laugh when you get to compare all of them uh, side by side. In it is fun when you when you do see the, the more obscure patches. Yeah, you do, and then you're fun, like they're fun sightings, and that's what I think. I think that's my my biggest gripe is when you see the the fun ones, you think that's cool, and. You don't just assume, that, and I know a lot of metalheads are locked. They haven't left 1998 yet, and they, in, if the quality is not um, unbearable, they won't listen to it. They need it to sound awful to enjoy it. Um, and so they, they, they haven't heard of all the cool new bands that have come out in the last 25 years. They're stuck on their uh, various thrash bands that I can't name right now. But it is it, I, it is a fun point that I get to, because in my head, my elitist brain is like, well, if I had one of those, I'd have a, a this band patch, and which of then, of course, welcomes the, the one guy there that knows that band. Then he sees you, and he's like, oh, good, good shirt. Um, yeah, there is that risk. Yeah. I, like the, I like the folks that, that veer off of the, the metal genre for their battle vest and you know they'll they'll have their their motorheads, their Iron Maidens or whatever, but then they've also got the Stones Lips, or or like Leonard Skinner or something. Yeah, the Stones Lips kind of also bothers me, in the sense that I know you love your Stones, but when I see the Stones Lips, it kind of, it almost feels like they're like, well, we need to mix it up and have a not metal one. Well, it is the coolest logo in rock. I I I can't think of enough logos to, to argue me. that it is. Um, but there there's they're, probably a lot of folks that just have it because of that. And then they get the the Stones logo and they're like, "I got a rock band too. I'm cool." It's like know. just like the Zeppelin swan song logo. You know, you you see the ones that's just the Led Zeppelin words, but the 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 angel, the swan song. That, yes, that's such a, a cool logo. You see that a lot as well. Yes, I I think. I just think if if the only two classic bands that you saw weren't Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones, I would think it's cooler. But in my, it just feels like they're they're just doing the obvious one because they 
Ah. Yeah, I'm sure there's some of that. The whole the whole thing it 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 triggers me because I'm an elitist, but I do think it's fun to look at them. And again, I think battle vests are cool, and they look cooler than a lot of like the the death metal logos, which are just that incomprehensible. Yeah, there's there is that issue with the death metal uh, genre. Um, but like you know, we it wasn't this one. It was it may have even been when I went to the Amana Mar show because there was a lot of battle vests there. In that one, the battle vests were a little bit. You know, you had the normies coming in with their normie vests, but you had a lot of uh, more interesting. Like there's a lot of the vests had a Monomarth on it, you know, uh, and I, I, and I know that that makes sense because you had a Monomarth show, but you know, you never see a, a battle vest with black label society on it. No, you don't. Which, you know, they have a cool logo. Why wouldn't you? Everyone likes that. Not only do they have a cool logo, but that's kind of their, their whole look. Yeah. is <laughs> a battle vest. I don't know. This is uh, this is definitely the old man get off my lawn uh, <laughs> part of me that, you know, because just let everyone enjoy what they what they want to enjoy. Well, the only thing that irks me about Battle Vest, I, I could care less what patches people put on them. Whatever, you know, put a put a Lady Gaga patch on there if you wish. I would respect that more than the Rolling Stone but clips. Find somebody that knows how to sew yeah, and get those things on there properly. That's There's a lot of people that look like they just scotch taped them and they're... They're not really on. Do you know what want another trend with battle vests that does annoy me is when say because everyone likes to do the the on the back you have one big one surrounded right. by a bunch of little bunch ones. of little ones. I hate it when they have the big one. It, it be whoever band it is, but in in the ring of little ones around it, they have that same band same one make another right. appearance. Like it, it's like when you you only have so much real estate. Let's not uh, yeah. Let's it's like when you and and he gets the mulligan here because he's on stage. But when you're watching Zetro of Exodus and he has like the Exodus hat, the Exodus <laughs> shirt, the Exodus sweatband, the Exodus shorts, well, he gets those at cost. The the Exodus <laughs> socks, the Exodus flip flops. It, it's fine, but at some point you're like, we get it. You like Exodus. Uh, and so when someone has like their big one is in anthrax and then they have the smaller, you know, anthrax is a cool logo. All four having anthrax patch. Don't put it, at least put it on the front. Don't put it on the back where there's already an anthrax patch. I'm probably showing my, my, my age here or just my inability to use technology. I don't know. Where do you get these patches? Um, I'm sure you can order them on Amazon at, at a, to find you can buy them at most most shows you can buy them at the merch table for like five bucks. Oh, there you go. Which now, I, now see that adds a different aspect because then you've got something from a show. Like if you, if you've got a patch from a band you've seen, yes, you I know, respect that way more than like buying your patch at Target. Yeah, that's a and that's a great point. So then when you see a bunch of twenty year olds with their Led Zeppelin patch, you're like, right. okay, you got that at yeah, Target. You're, exactly. You're, you're not impressing me. I, I think interesting. I I think there is an element of. I, I and I think I just have that thought where, like, where you know, we uh look I'm just looking across the room, we have a a guitar case covered in, in stickers, right? Yes. I've i have a bunch of guitar cases and I've tried to like put stickers on the other ones, but I'm not enough I d I don't have enough, enough stickers, stickers because that one came stickered 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 up and, and so now I have like a bunch of cases that have like two stickers on it. because... <laughs> uh, but I don't want to, and I always think about buying a sticker at a show, but then I'm like, well, then I only have... Don't they just give you those? Uh, I don't, I, my, I think it goes back and forth. I don't know, I just, I think the idea of getting, of not just buying a, a 50 pack of patches on Amazon, and it's like, well, okay, well, this one has all the hitters on it. Right. Uh, you you know, you go to the show and you, you get your stickers, I think that's much cooler, because then... You know, then you get a Death Angel patch. Right. You right. don't see Death Angel patches. Those are cool. You get a, a Testament patch. You know, a lot of people, yeah, I, th- I just, I didn't mean to go on such a long battle vest you, tangent. You've got a lot of thoughts about battle vests, well, which is interesting. I, well, because you go to a show and everyone has the same battle vest. And it's just, it's like, this is the this is the thing, you know, everyone, you, you go to the Black Label show that we've just gone, and the, they have one tour shirt, right? They have a lot of shirts, but they have one with the dates on it. And you see all the people in the crowd wearing that shirt. And you're like, that makes sense. 
But when you have something that you have 100% free creative liberty and you choose to make it the same as everyone else's, that bothers me. That's what people do. I know, and I think that I, I've, I've been on record that I think most people are stupid. <laughs> I've always said that. Um, and, and so it just, I just wish that, cause, and most metal people, they listen to a lot of cool things because they listen to a cool genre with a lot of cool bands in it, and they choose to go with the top 15 bands that everyone knows. And I just wish they would change their, uh, their outlook on that, make it cooler for me to look at all the battle vests when i'm at a show <laughs> all right i went to a show yesterday not yesterday um it was not a metal show there's no battle vests it was a lot of flannels and cowboy hats Do you not see battle vests at country show <laughs> no they they don't uh, i was a little uh they've got their big johnny cash in the middle and then it's surrounded by like Waylon jennings and yeah no and- we'll see um I went to go see Coulter Wall with Vincent Neil Emerson opening up. Um, I didn't look into this at all. I'm curious if there's any uh, any Emerson uh, relation there. I know there's another popular Emerson from before my time, but uh, it was Vincent Neil Emerson who's in. It was cool because it wasn't you know you hear country a lot and everyone kind of assumes the Keith Urban. Uh, Morgan Wallen new right, wave country. of country. But this this was a very, you know, it was two guys and they're backing bands that you could tell they grew up on Waylon, Johnny, and they they wanted to emulate that. And, it, and it's, I, it, it, it almost bothers me that both of them are just called country. Yeah. Right? I think the that other stuff, and I think most, a lot of country fans would agree, just call it pop and move on and then let country well, I country. think that's where that Americana genre comes in too and but i've been uh i've been we've i've been trying to see coulter for uh, a bit now he because he comes from uh saskatchewan yes which is uh in canada and he had a a lot of dates during the pandemic or during the the latter half where concerts were still happening uh like in 2021 but since he was in Canada, it was a little bit different. And so he had a show that was going to be at the Blue Note in uh, Columbia that got canceled. And then he had another show that I think we had tickets for in Oklahoma City or Tulsa, one of the two. Uh, uh, me and my friend that I went with, we were going to make the trip down there. And then that also got canceled. Um, and when he announces a tour, it's like four dates. And so, uh, but this one... Swung through the same venue we saw Anthrax and Black Label at. Uh, it was a really good show. It's different. I've I've never been to a show like that before, and but it, I think those almost I I want to call it classical country almost like though especially Coulter Wall is just a really talented guitar player and he's just. He he made a joke about how he likes he likes to play songs that are two chords because he can handle that, but it's like he's not playing G G A A G. He's like finger picking and doing licks in between the G and the A, and it's like you're not playing a two chord song. You're playing right. a prog song with two chords, and um no, but it was a it was a really good show. Um, it, it was just different, and I had a. It it was just it was an interesting change of. Now now riddle me this, we've we've been to countless metal shows. Yes, lots of rock shows. A fair amount of shows of rock artists that have gone fairly mainstream, so they they grab the, the not really rock crowd. Yes, I, I I have not been to a big country show. Not that this one was huge that you went to, but I've. I've been to country shows in like small bars. Yes. I find the the attendees of of like the rock shows that have crossed over into the mainstream, I find those people to be the most annoying to see a show with. Yes, I it's, would cuz it's like amateur night. Yeah, I I um I think the the most notable Example of that is Shinedown. Yes, where you know I, we, I, I, you know, Shinedown shows are fun. They they draw a bunch of people that make my head hurt. Well, yeah, because it's it is their their first night seeing a show. Now, 
I think the as far as like just the friendliness and the looking out for each other and everything else, I think metal fans have that hand down. Yes. But they mosh. They do mosh. <laughs> That's annoying. So uh what was interesting is Although that said, only a tiny percentage of them actually mosh. Yes, most of them don't. Well, what I would imagine is, because you hear horror stories all over the country when there's uh, maybe not a, a Keith Urban, because that's more of a, a family event. But like the, the, the wave of country that like teenage girls like, um, and that ranges, you know, about for like 16, that lasts all the way till they, they're like 25. But you get that prime like 19 to 23 age, which there's anyone who's age 19 to 23 is just a bad person by default. And they cause, they, they drink too much. They throw up everywhere. They try to, they don't honor the, you buy a ticket, you sit here. Everyone, this happens at rap shows too, where it's like, well, I bought the lawn ticket with the intention that I'm going to rush into the seats and I'm just going to sit there. Cause I didn't even think I, about rap shows. You've been to rap shows yeah. as well. And, and so, and I think, rap and country have a much closer um like it, it's a lot of the same people within you wouldn't expect that but i think a lot of especially that that age range that that i'm in a lot of they they like they like rap and they like country and that's their two genres yeah. and so i was a kind of expecting that because i had just i just seen um a rap show back in august where it was it was probably more in the realm of the more respectful rap fans because it wasn't a trap show where everyone's just getting lit. It's it was more of a everyone understood that there was a a good performance that was going to happen, so they chilled out a bit. But this was like a very it was almost it was almost like everyone treated it as a night out. But they, it was like uh, everyone wore their their flannel, their jeans, their boots, and and they they say "pardon me" as you're walking by you, and everyone's very just has that kind of southern respectfulness about it. it was it was very interesting because like there's one guy who he was near the front, had to be six five, wearing a cowboy hat, so he's blocking like everyone's view, and he had to leave to go to the the bathroom just once or, or something. And as he's like making his way out, he's like very nicely apologizing. He's like, guys, I won't keep doing this all night. I just had to go to the bathroom. I'm sorry. And it's just very interesting because at a, even, even at a rock show where the, everyone's pretty, you know, you have the two dudes that are going to fight each other, especially if you're in Kansas city, it's more like four dudes are going <laughs> to fight each other. But everyone, everyone's nice to each other, but they're not, like, overly trying to coddle you and make you feel good about yourself. Right. And it was just, this was a very, like, this is, these guys aren't going to Morgan Wallen next week. They, they saw their one singer-songwriter, they're good for the year. And it was, a, it was just a different crowd compared to all the shows that I'd been to in the, in the past. All right. All right, you want to talk about this In Flames album? I do want to talk about this In Flames album. Did you... Uh, I did give it a listen. Did you give it a listen? So I listened to it at the the gym today. I've listened to it before, but I listened to it at the gym today. Uh, in Flames, a metal outfit from Sweden, uh, has been around for, for quite a while. They've, they've undergone um, a few changes in sound here and there. They used to be a very... And I don't know if you could tell this from listening. They used to be a melodic death metal band. Like that was their thing. There was a, it, very few clean vocals. A lot of like that late '90s, early 2000s melodic death metal, where again the quality's not very good. Uh, all the different things they've as they've aged, they've kind of gone into more of the. I don't even know what you would call this. Just kind of more of a hard rock with different heavy metal elements. Uh, and this album's been advertised for a while. The, the, the lead single state of slow decay has been out for many months now. Uh, but I, I, it was a very pleasant album. I liked, it was either the 11th or the 12th cut of the record, um, had, a a baseline. I don't know if you, yeah, that's, uh, that one. oh gosh, I think yeah, that is later in the record. I'll tell you exactly which one it is. Hang on. 
Hang on, hang on, hang on. That's a, I don't know how to pronounce it. Sinoshore? Sinoshore, yes. Um, it, was, it was one of those. And even that, that end the transmission, just by the name of that, I thought that was going to kind of be an outro track. That's not really a song. Just they had the intro track, the beginning of all things. It made sense that that was just going to be a two-minute. That's a real song. Right. I, I, really cool lyrics and, and a lot of cool riffs. I really like, I'm, I'm going to look at what his name is, but I'm not going to be able to pronounce it, I don't think. Um, their singer, I think his name is Andre something. It's a Swedish name. I don't see it anywhere on where I'm looking here. Yeah, it's on Anders. Anders. Anders yeah. Frieden. We'll call Anders it. Frieden. Yeah, I really like his voice, and I know that was a a controversial thing as in Flames because I was on the internet in 2014, 15 when they were kind of most notably kind of shifting from what they were to what they kind of sound like now. And I think part of that was because uh, physically, I don't think he could just keep, I think he couldn't just scream the rest of his life. I think that was kind of what triggered it. Uh, but a lot of previous In Flames fans, they were really upset. And they're like, I don't, I don't like the new Anders singing style. But I really do like it. And I, and I think especially uh, the big In Flames album that I, had been into was their 2019's I the Mask. That's where most of my Inflames knowledge comes from. And I think this is a, a good follow-up to that. I liked uh especially the the Foregone series, part one and two, right there in the middle. I think um the dialogue in B flat minor was fun. Uh but yeah, this is a this is a solid album. This is one of the first big albums that has come out this year, I would reckon. Um and uh yeah, that's my take on it. I don't know if you have anything to add to it. No, I dug the the bass song, Sino Sure. That was a really good one, In the Dark. I really enjoyed. Um, the beginning, the, the... Beginning of all things? Yeah, that that's a, that was just kind of a cool, you yeah. know, instrumental interlude type thing, but that's how they opened the album. I thought it was just going to be that, you know, that 30 seconds or so before it just kicks in, but no, it was like a two-minute... Yeah, just kind of a, a, a finger-picked acoustic instrumental... Um, and I really like that song, The State of Slow Decay. I think that kind of got me more excited for this album than I otherwise would have been. And I really liked how they mixed in the acoustic guitar really throughout the album. Yeah, they like you know, you got these heavy songs, but then there's there would be a just a brief little interlude where you get a little acoustic guitar and Yeah, they like I said, I, I don't necessarily know if you if I had to put a genre on this, I don't really know what I would put it on other than it's just a a hard rock heavy metal album uh there's screaming elements here and there but there's also like you said a lot of acoustic uh mixed in the the guitar work i believe they still run with two guitar players i'm not certain on okay um a lot of and it said in the write-up of this that they actually kind of backed away from, they, they said in the studio they would just layer guitar upon guitar upon guitar, but they wanted, since they have two guitar players, we can do this on stage. Yeah. So they, they've been kind of writing to that end. Okay, well, that's cool. Um, and I, and I, a subtle thing, but I think the album cover is really cool. <laughs> it's um, just like a guy thing. Uh, a reaper? Yeah, sure. He's in like a storm. <laughs> uh, there's clouds and light. No, I thought this was a, a pleasant album to start the year off. Um, so there's there hasn't, you know, we're only in February. There uh, there hasn't been a lot quite yet. Here, uh, here's something I haven't listened to it, but I saw they got released. Did you see this Lamb of God in Creator? Uh, I think I saw it. I haven't listened to it either. I haven't listened but... to it either. Uh, Are we done with In Flames? I I didn't want to completely move on, but I just oh, okay. saw that as I was going to find more In Flames stuff. Um. Because this, oh dear, no, I'm not going to be able to find it. Well, while you're doing that, and, and since we're veering a little bit, have you, have you listened to the the Who with William Duvall of Alice in Chains doing This Is Mongol? Ha- I haven't listened to the song all the way through yet, but I've heard a clip of it. Ah, I see. And it's very in line with uh, the, the they've done the same thing with uh, Jacoby from Papa Roach right. and um, Lizzie. Lizzie, and there's another one. Uh, oh, what was that? What are they called? Um, it was that band from uh, From Ashes to New. They got the guy from From Ashes to New. Um, 
which in in those songs they took the the previously existing Hugh song, which of as you know is not in English, and then they add bits and pieces kind of throughout the song that are in English, and they let uh, whoever the feature do that part in. So that that did fall off my radar, but I I didn't mean to go back to it. So this came out February tenth. I thought this. Um, came out uh the in flames album i thought it came out a little bit longer ago yeah no it just came out it just came out uh and and then just another while we're doing housekeeping album talk that i just want to mention this this came out like at the very beginning of the year january 20th it is this catatonia album uh sky void of stars i'm gonna on record tell you to take a listen to it, just to take a listen to it, but um, I think everyone should take a listen to it. I, I think Catatonia's got a real interesting sound. Um, they've worked with a couple bands that I'm familiar with, so I did why I checked that album out when it came out. I had never listened to a Catatonia album before. Uh, but other than that, I don't think I have much to add to In Flames other than I think it's a good album. I think everyone should listen to it. Um, but I wanted to throw that Catatonia shout out in as well. You have to look that up because as, as I'm typing it into search into iTunes, it's bringing up some band, pop band for the '90s. It's spelt with a K. Ah, that'll that'll do it. Yes, um, they're from somewhere in Europe, probably where the C is not a letter, or the C is a letter. It's just not. It doesn't have the the hard C. It's the the S sound. Uh, at least that's how it is in 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 Russian the Cyrillic alphabet. Uh, Sky Void of Stars is your... There it is. Yeah, I see it. came out in January. Where are they from? Um, 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 let me take a look. Yeah, we don't get the little bio. Here we go. I reckon it's Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that tracks. Well, I think a little fun fact... The Swedes rule, rule the hard rock world. They do. I think one of the modern day ghouls of Ghost, I think, came from Catatonia. Ah, I'm glad you said brought up the uh, ghouls because, and now I'm not going to remember the band, but the band that Tobias Forge played bass in. So okay, not Subvision. Subvision. They sound like if Ghost was the Foo Fighters. No, this is uh oh, it's going to make me crazy now because I just saw a whole write up on it the other day, and it's uh you know the band if if but anyway they've got new music out. Oh, not with Tobias obviously. He's got other things going He's on. Busy, yeah. But they have carried on. They released one album years ago with Tobias Forge, and one the guy that that you know was in charge of that band. He was one of the ghouls for a while. Ah, and I think he was one of them that was involved with the whole thing. Yeah, yeah the whole thing that that the court case and all that. And now he's got got his band back together, and they've released new music. And the name has slipped me, but I will look it up for our next broadcast because it it intrigued me. All right. Um, other than that, another little one that I, I want to just give a, a quick mention to, cause it's an interesting piece of work here. Uh, in 2021, I believe it was, we had, uh, an album come out from Jason Byler and the Baron Von Bielski Orchestra. Jason Byler, of course, being of, who was it? Saigon Kick. Is that, is that right? Yeah, I enjoyed Saigon Kick. Uh, and that was a interesting album that wasn't as, I don't mean this as a knock, but it wasn't as heavy as the imagery would have, um, suggested. It Saigon was, Kick or the new band? The new band. Okay. Cause Saigon Kick wasn't uh, a super heavy band. Yeah, they, no. they were just kind of a rock band. This album that he, this, uh, <clears throat> album songs for the apocalypse that he had in 2021, which this came onto my radar because he had a, a single with Devin Townsend on it. Uh, and I like, I think it's a good album, but like I said, it, it, the imagery that I, I think like it has a cool black and white cover. I just thought it was going to be a little bit heavier, but he just released an EP called Heathens that has a, a couple reoccurring songs on it. And this one is, this one is pretty heavy. The, the guitar work on it is really cool. So I, I, I wanted to shout that out as well. Other than that, I don't think there's the Magna Carta Cartel. Oh, I'm familiar with the Magna Carta Cartel. Yeah. 
I didn't know Tobias Forge was the bass player. He was the, the bass player, and, and then he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do this ghost." Thing. That almost makes me. He wants more to put a mask on and just be interested in listening to the Magna Carta. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what. That's I. I read this the other day. I might have even been on an airplane, so I I didn't follow up on it. But I'm definitely going to for our next broadcast because I'm totally intrigued by it. First of all, it's a cool name. Yeah, it is a cool name. I like I said, I've I've seen that name a lot. Um, I didn't I didn't know there's that connection about them. So I I'll go check them out. Uh, yeah, they've they've either well. got new music out or new music is on the way. Well, one of the two. I'm but I'll follow up on that. Make I, a note. I like how if you scroll down to the similar artists, two of the first three are Subvision and Ghost. <laughs> It, it it does astound me how it, it's a solid program, but Apple Music is incredibly lazy when it comes to everything. Is I I have noticed just the whole anytime you anytime and you're you're putting something on an algorithm to to come up with like similar. It's the laziest thing in the world. This is why I'm not afraid of AI. They they can't figure out how to give you suggestions based on. Oh, I, I I like this band that has the word the in it. Here's another band that's got the word the in it. You might like them. I was doing the the Apple Infinity Loop the other day, which definitely does have its issues, but as far as if you just, if you don't have anything that you you want to listen to, it you just turn it on and let it do its thing and, and yada yada. I was listening to I was cycling through just a few different um rap songs between like the Dr. Dre's, the Jay Z's of the world, like that kind of era, um, like mid two thousands rap. And it, it suggest like, I let it, I let Apple take the wheel and it played, I think it was big pimpin by Jay Z. But then the next song was big pimpin by Jay Z. And it made me laugh. Cause my repeat wasn't on. I, I, I know that because I that would never be on, and it just play the same song twice. That's all I got. Uh, all right, well, good because we're coming up right at an hour. Because I think How do we do that. I don't know. I I think I have someone for episode seventy four though, so I'm not going to remember it because um, he was very irrelevant, and I'm not certain about it. But if I do remember it, it'll be a good one. T.J. Oshi. I guess that's the obvious answer. I was going to go with uh, Cardinals legend Sam Freeman. Oh, wow. But again, I don't even know if he was a 74. I just think he was. I'm pretty sure Oshi was. Oshi was a 74. Um, he's just more relevant than Cardinals legend Sam Freeman was. That is true. All right. So before we go, we do want to tell you to go to our website at itsthewayofrock.com. There you can listen to this very podcast. You can also click through to the store and buy yourself a T-shirt and use the promo code ROCK1, R-O-C-K-1, and save yourself 15%. So go to our website, it's the way of rock.com, click through the store, buy a t-shirt. It keeps this whole thing running. Kind of. He was he was 71 too, so we can't use him next week. I just looked. Sam Freeman? Yeah. Ah, well. Well, it'll be out to be the TJ okay. Oshi episode. <laughs> All right. In addition, go to our socials on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at It's the Way of Rock. And you can also drop us a line on the email at it's the way of rock at gmail.com. So for Jack, this is Jeff, and this has been the Way of Rock Podcast.